The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with 3MAX, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show with host Rick Zamprin. Another amazing Saturday in our beautiful city of Hamilton and another action-packed show here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, mm-hmm. Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Yes, I'm Rick Zamprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfie, sales representative with 3MAX's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. We have a special guest as well. We'll introduce him to you in a matter of seconds. Don't forget, if you want the average age to try and sell your home. The average agent in this city sells about four homes a year. The Golfie team, well, they are the first real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. you got to call them if you want to put your home on the market and get top dollar in this much more balanced market. That number is 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And you can't miss the Golfie team on social media. They are everywhere. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check them out. Give them a follow. Give them a like. And if you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, you can send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. Our special guest today, a returnee to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Brian Hogbin. Brian is the owner of Mission 35 Mortgages. You can find them on the World Wide Web at mission35mortgages.com. Rob, Brian, welcome back. How are you? Great. Uh, just a lot of changes going on in this uh, country of ours and the <laughs> world, prob- uh, especially North America. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, we're getting a tail end of, of, of one market that's leading into another market. Just to give you an example, we had um, a client and they waited too long to put their house on the market. Right. And uh, so they did buy. Uh, the closing was long, so they waited, uh, you know, when it was closer to maybe 60 days to put their house up for sale, 60 days prior to the closing on their house. And they bought in, uh, in probably like, I think February, March. And they, so anyway, um, the price of their house in February, March is a lot different than it is in June, uh, July. So, so there was a little disappointment for the client there and nothing we can could do about that. And they realize now that uh, they should have put their house up for sale because back, back in February, March, people would have waited no matter what, how long to put their house up for sale now. And so because of this, a turning of events that's happening in the marketplace with the interest rates and, and, and the housing market uh, shifting um, now they bought, if they bought high and now they're selling at market value today, there, there could be a difference of a hundred to 200,000, depending on, on the price point of the house on, on, on a bigger mortgage of, of what, where they're moving into. So it's, so, you know, I, I think we're at the tail end of those kind of people that, that bought, uh, bought high and, and now selling. So I think we're at the tail end of that. And I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. You know what I, to your point too, because we've seen it in our, in our business right now as well too, with the mortgages, because the people that you're describing right now that we're waiting to sell, Sometimes they would wait to get the appraisal because they weren't sure how much money they were going to get. So they weren't sure how much financing they wanted to get. And I think it's more important than ever right now, like with your systems and our systems in place, 
You need a professional that's going to act with massive urgency now. You can't wait for this stuff, right? Because no. similar to the price points, right? If the appraisal comes in lower, that ends up making a hundred, that can make a hundred thousand dollar difference. If you appraise the oh, house yeah, in yeah. April of 2022 versus June, oh my gosh, you could see a dramatic difference. And another thing that's happening right now, we're finding a lot of realtors are, uh, are leaving brokerages. And, and they're not, they're not going to another brokerage. They're leaving the business They're They've had a tough year this year. Um, if they were a realtor that, it, you know, you know, does maybe, you know, 10 deals a year, 15 deals a year. Um, if they did that last year, they're not doing that this year. They're, no. This year they might be doing a couple of deals. I know one guy that last year he did about 18 transactions this year. He's only got two and it's like he fell off the face of the earth. Um, but what I'm saying here is, uh, if there's any realtors that are listening, um, don't leave the brokerage, call us first before you actually decide to quit the business. And same thing with you, uh, yeah. uh, uh Brian, like you, you've got, you've got mortgage brokers that are struggling out there. Um, and the, don't leave the business, just call us, call Brian or myself or, and, uh, and, and find out what we can do for you to keep you in this career for the, you know, for the, yes. for the rest of your life. Cause this is like, we talk to buyers and sellers about it. This is a moment in time. Right. And I think one of the biggest things that happens in these moments is you, you get a quick education on what's happening. Oh, right. Yeah. And because you've seen, you've been in the industry for a long time, like me as well too, we see ups and downs, we see all arounds. And then when agents come, like we're getting a lot of mortgage agents right now that are, that are panicked, that are worried, that are coming and they're with other brokerages or other, other places where they're just not sure what to do in this market. And I think you need to have a lot of education right now, but it's not a reason to leave the business. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention, uh, Rick, um, is that in the first two weeks, I went from the highest priced house that sold and the lowest priced house that sold. <laughs> And the highest price that sold in the first uh, first couple of weeks of uh, uh, July was 2.9 million. That was in Millgrove on Safari Road. Um, and you know we would see houses sell for eight million, nine million, like you know, in, in like Ancaster and stuff like that in the first quarter. Now the lowest priced house that sold. Now this is excluding condos. I didn't put uh, apartment condos in here. The lowest priced house that sold was on Clyde Street in Hamilton for 450 thousand. Now that was in Hamilton. Now just to give you an idea. Uh, now, last year, Hamilton, including surrounding areas, uh, in 2021, uh, the average sale price was 799000 That's what the 2029, uh, sorry, 2021 year ended up. Now, in the first quarter of 2022, the first three months, the average sale price was a million dollars. So it's, it's a, a big That's jump. A leap. It's a big mm -hmm. jump. Yeah. So now... Uh, so the first quarter in the Hamilton area, prices jumped 25% from last year's average price to this year. So in the first three months went up 25% January to March. That's right. Now I, I did the average sale price in the next three months. So, um, uh, May, June and July, uh, sorry, April, uh, May, June. April, May, June prices from last year is 12% higher. So we dropped about, uh, what is it? 13% in, in, in that first, the second quarter, we're still higher, uh, still higher than that. Now, just to give you an indication, um, I predicted that, um, housing prices would level off probably in, in the 10 to 12%, uh, higher than last year. But with this, but with this 1% increase that we just had this week, 
I don't know if that's going to be a thing because like you, you have to understand a lot of our buyers or people are sitting on the fence buying. They're so used to looking at interest rates at 2%, one and a half, two, three, you know what I mean? This is, this is something that is kind of shifting everybody into, okay, what do I do? Where do I go? Uh, and we're, and, and we're, and I was just talking to Brian, the opportunities for investors right now, they're going to come out like, 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 what's the, what's the terminology? Like, like, like gangbusters, like, yeah, like, 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 like mad right they, now. They, like, they are going to come out. Yeah. You know, young, young, new investors, young, new investors, don't be scared. This is the time to make it in the world. Young, new investors, here's your opportunity. Give us a call. Talk to Brian. Talk to me. And you will find out that this is your moment. Yeah. This is your moment. Young and first time home buyers. Like yeah. if you're a first time home buyer sitting on the fence, now is the time you get that conditional offer. Like, you know, I, I always remind myself opportunities arriving somewhere and not seeing everybody there. Yeah. And, and, and there's not, there's ways to take seven years off your mortgage. And, and, and Brian knows how to do that. Like take seven years could, and that could save you $50,000 um, on interest payments that you're making. So there's, so yes, we know the interest rates are going up. I get it. It, it, it's, it's scaring everybody, but, um, housing prices are starting to level off and there's opportunities out there, but don't let that scare you. And, and I know people say, Oh, you're a realtor. You know, you you're saying that cause you just want the business. No, I I'm telling you, I, I did all this stuff before I was a realtor in my twenties. I bought real estate and I bought real estate at 13%. Okay. Interest rates. So it's nowhere near as good as it is now. I was just telling someone the other night, my very first house on Tuckett street. I know, you know, yeah. it well, we both, right? owned, we, we both owned it. We, we both, both owned, owned it. House. <laughs> so, yeah. But my first interest rate, when I ended up buying that, and it was, this was back in uh, December of 2002, my five-year fixed interest rate on that house was 6.75%. Yeah. 6.75. And you know what? I was happy to get it. Yeah. Right. It, of course, prices were lower. But when you look at what historical interest rates would be over the past 20 years, right? It's a shock right now because it's right in our face and it's happened so quickly, like more quickly than ever before. But this will normalize as well too, right? This will be the new, you know, interest rates in the 5% range do make sense. And if you are a new buyer out there, just look at the numbers. If there was a house that was 800 or 850 six months ago and now it's down to seven yep. or 750, guess what? Your payment is going to probably still be a little bit higher because of interest rates, but guess what? Your down payment's a lot lower. Yeah. It doesn't take you as much money to get into that house now. Yeah. Now maybe your fifteen down, your fifteen percent down payment turned into a twenty percent down payment, and you don't have to pay Canada Mortgage and Housing anymore. Yeah. yeah. How how in the world did you to end up owning the same house at different <laughs> times? And when did you figure out you did? Uh, you, I don't know. We were talking about yeah. the the first house, and. I, I mentioned it was on Tuckett Street in Hamilton. It's just off lock. And I paid, I think, $85,000 for it. What did you pay? I paid one sixty five for it. So yeah, it so doubled, up, doubled, doubled up. Doubled up. <laughs> so, see that? House prices double every 10 years. Yeah, there yeah. you go. True. <laughs> so, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, it was, it, it's funny, though. And, and we both talked about the, the, the bow in the wall. The yes. Brick, and it's the same. It hasn't changed. I, I, when I sold that house, I was terrified because I had a, a realtor... Yeah. who will remain nameless at the time. Okay. okay? Yeah. And they double ended it. And this is one of the things, you know, that's scary about when you deal yeah. like sometimes yeah. a double ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he gave me the old, no problem, no <laughs> problem. And me being, you know, yeah. young and dumb, I was like, okay, no problem. Right. 
But when I went to sell it, I actually hired a mechanical engineer oh. or a structural engineer, tore down the wall and uh, not the wall, but the inside so they could see it. And you know what it was? The second floor had been laid too quickly oh. and it bowed the wall and it had been like that for a hundred years. Anyway, oh. fun fact on the wall. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> great story. Lots more great stories to come here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. Stick around. You're listening to 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. A house in the middle of our street. A Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. And our special guest today is Brian Hogman, owner of Mission 35 Mortgages. Check out the Golfy team online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. You can follow them on social media, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Give them a like, give them a follow. Uh, lots of great uh, videos and uh, tips and advice for you to jump into the housing market. You can send the Golfy team an email, whether it's a topic idea for a future show or a question for the Golfy team you would like answered on this program. The email address is questions at robgolfy.com. Brian being the owner of Mission 35 Mortgages, their website, mission35mortgages.com. Let's jump over to, actually, before we get to what the CMHC is predicting, I want to go back to the the first segment of the show and when you guys are talking about recruiting and you don't want to see people leave the industry you know give the golfy team a call call brian at mission 35 mortgages and they can uh, potentially bring you on board is being on a team more insulating especially as a realtor being uh, right now they need the uh infrastructure of a team that has the lead generations um the the it, it the brand and everything else. Right now, uh, that realtor that started, he started with interest rates that are great. It, they're not experiencing this. Now, if you're a realtor starting right now, it's tough. It, it is tough uh, to get going. And sometimes it's good to go on a team, learn the business real fast, and then decide where you want to go from there. But it, but it, it, there is, we have a lot more to offer than any individual agent or, or even... Uh, smaller teams that are out there that, uh, you know, that are making their mark and growing in, in, into this business. But, uh, but we definitely have a lot more options for a lot of people. So if, if realtors out there are considering uh, a change or want to maybe more of a team atmosphere, you're not lonely. If you're with a team, there's a lot of support, a lot of agents. It's, it, it's, it's a big family. Uh, we all help each other out. We try to make sure um, everything is done right and, uh, all that kind of stuff. But so it, it, it is, it is a good atmosphere to be in. And if you're a realtor, you know, you got some experience, don't hesitate to call us. Uh, it doesn't cost anything just to, to go for a coffee and, and just listen. And same thing with Brian. Well, I was going to say to, to Rob Swain here too, and I've been part of some of your training sessions yeah. before, like something that a lot of real estate brokerages uh, are not all doing right now is you need up to date training and knowledge, like of what's happening in the market right now. Yeah. And you guys are on the pulse with oh. that every single week. You guys have meetings all yeah. the time. 
And so there's never a lack of education or opportunity to learn or how to handle different objections all the time, right? So I think that's, that's really important for people because it's a time when we have times like this, it's an opportunity to grow and learn. And it makes we, us all we spend probably 150000 a year on uh, training and improving and uh, for uh, our team to, to learn and, and make everything better. Now, I don't think anybody uh, does what we do. I know that as a fact. Um, and you will, like I said, you'll learn this business real fast when you're on our team. It's, it's amazing uh, what, what you learn. And a lot of people, we've got agents in our team that came from other teams or agents that were just on their own. They can't believe the difference. Yeah, well, and I've learned from you. Uh, we've we've actually, I want to say, copied some processes. Yeah, yeah, Rob, I hope yeah. that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we've applied them to mortgages, that's but it. but we offer you know eight training sessions a week, eight training sessions every single week, right? And it's kind of like people come learn whatever you want to learn about, and that's the opportunity to kind of get better, double down, don't leave. You know, when things get challenging, don't leave. Mm-hmm. It makes you better, it makes you stronger. It's kind of like that muscle. You know, yep. you wear it down a little bit, then it yep. gets bigger. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I want to preface my next comments with back in 2020, CMHC at the at the start of the pandemic predicted that house prices would fall, would tumble, would cascade 18 percent. They did the exact opposite. Uh, they were upwards of 20, 30, 35 percent year over year for the last couple of years. Now they're out with their latest projection. And who knows whether this is going to be accurate or not. But CMHC is predicting that by mid 2023, we could see house prices is nationwide, not just here in Hamilton, but nationwide, fall by between 3 and 5%. Could we see anything close to that here in Hamilton? What do you think? Well, fall 3 to 5% from what price point? Like, like, like I think that there, there'll be more settling this year. I mean, uh, to, to justify and, and to level out the house pricings this year. But, but on average, house prices go up from 3 to 8% a year overall. And so I don't know, like, I mean, yeah, we had a big year in 2021 and we did have a big first quarter this year. It's got to balance out there. You will never ever see flat lines on a graph when it comes to housing and you'll never see flat lines uh, on, on the stock market. It, you know how it goes up and it, and it, and it zigzags up and down, up and down, up and down. And we're going to see that. And then if you, if you go back, uh, 30, 40, 50 years, you're going to see continuous growth going up, but there's all, all these little, uh, zigzags, you know, little, uh, marks going up and down that there's adjustments in, in, uh, in the real estate market. So I, I don't know what t- 2023 is. The one thing I do know, we still have a shortage of homes and, and we're still immigrating a lot of people into this country. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, uh, I think this is just a little, speed bump that we have to slow down and adjust, but I think, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll start, um, you know, moving along, maybe not, maybe not as fast, but we're going to be moving along. Interest rates will be high, but once we get used to the interest rate, uh, 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 number, then we'll be back. It'll be back to normal again. And, and right now we're just not used to that interest rate number. Yeah. And I think when it comes down to predictions, you know, myself included, my predictions have not been stellar over the past year. <laughs> I will agree. <laughs> But when it comes down to CMHC, yeah, they predicted a tanking market when COVID started. Dead wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And then we've got Tiff Macklem at uh, Bank of Canada saying that rates will stay low for a real long time in July of 2020. That was not the case. No. You know what I mean? So when we end up hearing a lot of these predictions, I kind of, uh, I take them with a grain of salt because I look at it and say, the reality is, is 
and, and for what we were talking about before, about first-time buyers or investors or people getting into the market, even if the market does go down 3%, right? You still have that principal pay down. Canadians love their home as a wealth builder and it's the biggest wealth builder for Canadians, right? So to try and time the market is, I think it's impossible. And the amount of years I've done this, it's impossible, right? But the fact that you're going to be paying down, you know, if you have a $750,000 house, you might be paying down 12 to 15 grand a year in that home savings account in principle. Yeah. Whether it goes down 3% one year, it'll probably go up two, three, five the next. Yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 and then it, it, and if you talk to, to Brian, um, if you add like even just $250 to your payment a month, I know, and I know with the interest rates, your payments already increased. It just depends on your, on your cash flow, on your uh, income and everything that it, what you can afford. But if you add uh, just like an extra $200, you would take $50,000 off interest that you're going to pay in the lifetime of your house. Am well, I correct? Absolutely. You'll take a ton of money. You know, we, and there's games you can play with it. Sometimes with prepayments, we say round it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You take like, uh, always keep a flat balance in your bank account. Like if you have $3,256 in there, put in $256 as a prepayment if you have the cash flow, right? Yeah. Another thing that we've been getting a lot of people to do is make an RSP contribution when you get the income tax refund, put it on your mortgage. Yeah. You know, there's lots of little things like that that can really accelerate it these days. Yeah. This may be a tough time to do it yeah. because your yeah. payments went up, but this uh, cyclical nature that we're in right now, you know, the gas pumps are slowly coming back down, slowly, slowly. So the oil went down a little yeah. bit, yeah. still expensive. You've got a Tesla, so you don't know. I don't right. have to worry about that. <laughs> I don't have to worry about the gas station. But it's slowly, you know, so when that time comes around, yeah, you can pay off your mortgage again. You know, one of the I other mean, one of the other predictions that the CMHC is making, and, and this will be up Brian's alley, is they're saying that mortgage rates will eventually start to stabilize in 2024. So not next year, but the year after. It yeah. it could take that long, uh, Brian. Like it could. Like I, it's 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 hard to it's hard to predict. I I think we're 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 in adjustment period right now, and and there's a lot of adjustments happening. Um, I did talk to. Um, uh, a guy that a contractor and he said uh, some projects are put on hold right now. They were ready to to go and they, and they're just kind of just holding off a little bit. So, and, and this is more on the, on the commercial end uh, that I, I talked to this guy and he said there was about two or three that just, you know, they just put it on the hold and see what's going to happen. So, so things are going to turn. Yes. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is inflation is so high they had to do something. There is no doubt about it. Otherwise it would just continue and continue. So this, we need to do this. Now uh, I know the housing market is going to slow down. People that are going to move are the ones that have to move. You know, it's either relocation or downsizing up, uh, upsizing because of family situation. Uh, but the people that uh, are renting right now, uh, uh, they're going to be looking at uh, buying. And, and I, I think they're a little worried, but I think rents are going to start going up. Oh, they already have. Yeah, yeah rents are high right now. They're Absolutely. not. They're not going to skyrocket, but everybody's going to get that uh, rent notice saying uh, we're going to increase your rent, uh, whatever percentage it is. Yeah, now, two and a half percent. Two and a half. Yeah, yeah, two and a half percent. So you're going to see rents. Uh, the average rent is going to go up uh, a, a fair amount uh, just because of the fact of the interest rates and everything else like that. Yeah, and I see like uh, to your point there, Rick. Too is uh, I do see interest rates stabilizing. I, I again, here's another prediction, but I think it's going to stabilize sooner than 2024. And it seems like what we've learned is that everything seems to happen a lot quicker. Like yeah. the market has accelerated in speed 
from COVID from 2020. And like everything seems to the up went really, really fast. The down started coming really, really fast. And I think the stabilization is going to come really, really fast there. Uh, the bond market right now is pricing in another 1% increase over the course of the balance of the year. But thank goodness the Bank of Canada doesn't meet again until August. They're taking it off and going to their cottages. <laughs> and then what does September hold? Yeah, yeah. I know. I, that's it. <laughs> if they can still afford them, right? But uh, what does September hold? And I think that's a good thing for people out there who are in a variable rate mortgage right now is, is don't do anything rash. Don't do anything quick. Don't do anything like there, there shouldn't be any panic selling. There shouldn't be any issues with it wait until because the variable rate mortgage if you are in one it doesn't take an effect for another uh two to three weeks it won't take effect until your august payment so if so the best thing i think a year or two ago if you locked in at a five year right but again you would have been higher than the variable rate which was really good if you locked in you'd be laughing right now oh yeah I've you'd got, be laughing. we've got clients right now that have a 1.95 percent five-year wow. fixed mortgage right now wow yeah, yeah. and it's and, yeah and it's you know what hey it's uh you know and i think mortgage brokers and agents uh some of us have are feeling defeated because you take information from what you hear from the bank of canada and you mm-hmm. try to dissect it as best as possible right and and the variable rate spread back then was crazy you're getting rates under one percent mm-hmm. right so right now I'm, I'm going to ask Brian this. The best thing to do is just keep it at variable and, and don't do anything. You're still going to do better, uh, but don't lock in because who knows what's going to happen. Like, yeah. I, I, think if, I think we should have been smarter and locked in at, at, the, at the one, one and a half to 2%. I think that, would, that was probably the wise thing to do. We didn't do it because we thought this was going to, we thought the, the low interest rates were going to last forever, but nothing good lasts forever. So, right. <laughs> well, and there, there was a, yeah, and I agree. So I think, you know, what's taking a variable rate right now, and it's good advice, not only because uh, 75% of people will break a five-year fixed mortgage. A five-year fixed mortgage has a astronomically higher penalty than a variable, right? And, you know, you go through death, divorce, job change, debt troubles, like people have life yeah, that happens yeah, yeah. and a variable gives some flexibility on that. So, uh, in addition to the fact that, yeah, listen, you're, you're, you're peaking right now. It's going up. It's jumping 1%. That is painful. That is a lot. But guess what? It is tried, tested, and true that every time rates go up this amount, within 12 to 18 months, there's a decrease. So there, if you lock in at the peak, you miss the decrease, mm-hmm. right? So is it going to go back down to one? I doubt it, right? But if we peak around three and a half, four on a variable or with the discounts or yeah. four and a half, it might very well go back down to four or three and a half. Mm-hmm. What is, uh, Brian, what is the variable rate at now and what level would it have to get to for homeowners, depending on their situation, to to press that panic button? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think there, there's two different variable rate mortgages out there right now. Um, one's with static payments and one's without static payments. And what that means is this. So for a lot of the banks, um, if you had a variable rate mortgage right now, when the rate goes up, the payment goes up to keep your amortization the same. So it's kind of keeping you on track. There was a lot of buzz three to six months ago uh, where people thought they hit the lottery with certain banks, Ooh, bang. I'll leave that down there, just kidding. Okay. But certain banks where they have a static payment and what they would say is, hey, guess what? When your variable rate payment changes or when, you're, when the variable rate goes up, your payment won't change. Well, guess what? In the fine print, which I think a lot of people didn't know about, there's something called a trigger rate. And I don't think we've hit it yet, but uh, to your point, Rick, the panic button may come if there's another quarter to half point increase in September. What those banks will do is they will call out to those people and say, hey, listen, you started at a 30-year amortization because rates went up so much. 
now you're at a 40 year amortization and you're, you're going into the negative here. Yeah. We need you to make a prepayment or we need to up your payments. So that will be, you know, so some people are going to get that phone call that's, yeah. that's happening or, or they'll just get the letter in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the banks will call. <laughs> They're notorious say, guess what? You're going to have to make a payment. Otherwise get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I think, you know what, that's going to affect some people, but the, the reality is, is that they were saving money on the way uh, on these rate hikes. Right. Mm-hmm. So that will be, uh, I think that will be, if there's a panic button to be hit, uh, that'll be known in the fall to see what ends up happening with those. With And again, that's going to be a small segment of mortgages, mm-hmm. but there's always a segment when something like this happens. When we return here on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, we're going to tackle a couple of other topics that are of uh, of notice and what some people are talking about in town. Certainly affordable housing has been a hot topic for a while. We need a lot more of it. We're also going to talk about the other side of that spectrum, and that is the luxury market. Don't forget, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Gulfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. The Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfy team. And Brian Hogman is the owner of Mission 35 Mortgages. Call the Golfy team today at 905-575-7700. You'll be calling the first ever real estate team here in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. That number again, 905-575-7700. The website is robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. And you can follow the Golfie team on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Brian Hogman, the owner of Mission 35 Mortgages. Their website is mission35mortgages.com. Affordable housing, a red hot topic, not only here in Hamilton, uh, in Ontario, across the country. Uh, Where are we with this? How much attention is being paid to it on the street and are enough being built? There's not enough being built and affordable housing uh, is a word that politicians like to use, but it's not going to happen. It's just, I mean, they, there, there is um, on James street. Uh, I think James street North, there's that uh, townhouse complex that they boarded up. They haven't torn down. And I think they, I think uh, builders had to uh, bid for that. And part of the deal, if they did get it, they had to uh, do so much affordable housing there. Uh, now, a lot of builders would walk away from that because that, that is a risky, uh, you know, acquisition to take on, especially, you know, if the economy changes hmm. and, uh, but it's just, um, I, I just think it's going to be tough. It, like 
maybe in 20 years from now, we'll have some affordable housing, but in 20 years from now, or like, like, you know how I say every 10 years, housing, housing prices double. Well, if it, let's say the average house right now is 800,000, it doubles to 1.6 million. And then in 20 years, we're looking at that same house is going to be close to 3 million plus. Yeah. And, and that could be a townhouse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, we're going to, we're going to look at townhouses and say, Hey, do you remember when that was, well, look, look what I bought. I bought, Tuck it with you for yeah. eighty five thousand. Now today it's probably worth what eight hundred thousand, nine hundred. Yeah, uh, yeah. nine hundred thousand. Yeah. Yep. So like it, uh, it it goes up. So I bought it for eighty five. Now it's worth eight you know eight fifty to nine hundred. So you could see how housing prices go up. And and we didn't. Ha- there wasn't anything known as a housing shortage then, but now it just caught up to us. And it it it's just like we got that funnel effect where oh my god we have to do something and it's, and it's the talk everywhere in North America and United States and Canada. And, but now the problem we have is a shortage of labor too. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think it's the money flow as well too. When I look at this, you know, the government's always talking about affordable housing. It's a buzzword and all that yeah. stuff, but the money, if you watch where the money flows for this affordable housing program, it tends to flow through CMHC, Canada mortgage and housing. Yeah. So then you have to be a rocket scientist to fill out an application to apply for like, if you're a builder yeah. or even a, a smaller investor, yeah. right. That wants to build something with affordable housing to it to get the money. And, and I don't think this is CMHC's fault or anything, but it's very, it's a very laborious, intensive administrative process to get that money out. So what ends up happening, the government will allocate tons and tons of money to CMHC, but then if it doesn't get out the door for affordable programs, it just sits there, it goes back. Yeah. Right. So then it doesn't actually get to where it should. Right. So I think they should maybe give it to you, Rob, and yeah. you can build some affordable. I know <laughs> I can build some affordable housing. Just give it to me. <laughs> well, here's That's the question. It. Do developers want to build affordable housing units, whether it's, you know, a standalone or as part of a development? Because I would imagine they're not getting the dollar figure that they want uh, from, let's say, a, a regular subdivision or or housing development that they're investing in. I, I don't think so, unless there's enough affordable, uh, no, sorry, enough regular housing there that it yeah. can offset, uh, their, their margins are good. Now it's a risky business, uh, because by the time they put the application into bid and, and acquire, acquire the property, it could take 10 years in 10 years, affordable housing. Listen, you have to renegotiate with the city or the province and, and, and say, listen, you know what, that worked good. Me buying this property 10 years ago, but everything's changed. Yeah. And you have to renegotiate and, and that's, what's making it difficult. A lot of, I'll tell you a lot of the big builders, I mean, they want these, uh, you know, especially how big the project is, but the small stuff they're they're not interested. Uh, it's just too much of a risk. Uh, the smaller builders, they may take the risk because they don't have the overhead, like the bigger builders, but I, I, you know what, it's, it's, it's a risk for making affordable housing. The only way you can do affordable housing is the government, hires a contractor and that's hard uh to build a subdivision but those guys are already taken up by the build the big builders and and it, you're not it, it's hard it, it's hard the, the government's just gonna have to pay the developers builders say hey here's a hundred uh, fifty million dollars build this subdivision and and whatever profits they would make the government has to eat it that's all they have to do if they want affordable housing get people to acquire say what would your profit be on this project okay here you go and then and then the uh the province sells the sells the uh the affordable housing to those people 
That's it. It's, it's the only way because they're not going to get the right people building. I agree. Rob Golfie is a real estate uh, representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Brian Hogman, owner of Mission 35 Mortgages. More with those two fine gentlemen when we return as we talk about the luxury market here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. One last go-round here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Scarpman Realty, the Golfie team. Online, robgolfie.com. The phone number, 905-575-7700. The Golfie team is dominating the social media game, whether it's on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email the Golfie team a topic idea or a question that we'll get to on a future show questions at robgolfie.com. Check out Brian and his team at mission35mortgages.com. Let's talk about the luxury market, much, much different than the affordable housing market, which we just spoke about in our previous segment. There are different types of home buyers driving the luxury market these days. What are we seeing? I, I think the uh, luxury buyers right now are kind of sitting and waiting for that, that good deal. I mean, some, there, there, there's some moving. I know in the first quarter of this year, there was a lot more higher end homes that sold right now. Uh, I think again, they're just sitting and waiting and, and they're probably thinking, you know what, maybe I can buy uh, that property or whatever I'm looking for at a better deal. So, and, and, and if the luxury market, they're savvy people cause they're business owners or, you know what I mean? So they, they know what to look for, what to, what to wait for. They don't need to move. They just want to move. And, and that's what they're going to do is they're going to wait. Now, the people that need to move are the ones that are, are, can't wait. They need to move if they're either relocating uh, work-wise or you know, they, they have a one-bedroom or two-bedroom condo and they have two, three kids. They need to move. They have to because their family's growing or, or downsizing or people, you know, uh, estate homes. Like, I mean, you know, people pass away. They have to sell those properties. Those are the ones that are going to be uh, the necessity ones. So now all the want, the people that want, they're going to be a little bit on the side lines of watching and the people that need, they're going to be ones that are in the market still. Interesting stuff. Some of the different types of home buyers in the luxury market include the homeward bound millennial, which is they just want, they want to live where they want to, not necessarily where they work. Are we seeing a little bit more of that in this area? Yeah, you know what? The the millennials are are a, a great uh, breed of people. <laughs> That's uh, so. You know what it is? They they I, I don't know if they're smarter than the baby boomers, but they are. They they control probably the. They'll be controlling the world in, in probably five five years from now. But they're starting to control it now. Um, they are showing the baby boomers life is more important than, than, uh, work, uh, baby boomers worked hard, saved a lot of money, made a lot of money. 
and and baby boomers in their old age and saying maybe maybe the kids are smarter. <laughs> well, you know what I find the millennials are ext- the ones that we've seen in our clients are extraordinarily efficient. They're the ones who will do the in-law suite, the duplex. They're the ones who will rent out the driveway. They're the yeah, ones who yeah. are selling you know random stuff on Facebook Marketplace. They're yeah. the ones that have like multiple incomes. Yeah. Right. And I think that and and to your point, they're not interested from what we've seen a lot is having the the big, huge luxury house. No. Per se. They're more interested in lifestyle. They're more interested in say, yeah, I do want to work my 40 hours a week, not 41. Yeah. Right? And then I want to go up north. I want to go to a cottage. I want to find an economical way that I that I can make that I can. Um, what's the word? I can spread out my money. Yeah, further. and and a lot of these millennials they work late at night. Yeah, they they'll, yeah. they'll put they'll put in three four hours like from you know from ten till two three in the morning, and so they've got their whole day ahead of them, and they work a little bit during the day, and that's it. But they they they're night they're night people. These guys are vampires. Are you sure? You know what I think? I think they're just timing their emails to make it look like they're working. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I, learned, yeah. I learned this trick. I can send out emails now. Can you? Can you I send? I said no. Oh, I shouldn't say this, but I send them out at like four forty-five in the morning. Now I time the send. It's like wow, Brian is up early working. Wow. Yeah, early bird it. gets the worm. Yeah. <laughs> you reset your I gotta figure that out I'll show it to you after the yeah. show I'll show you uh, there, there's one particular luxury market buyer called the crypto visionary which leads me to believe that the metaverse or the meta marketplace or real estate industry millions of dollars have already been uh, injected into that have you come across anyone who's interested in buying real estate in the metaverse I I, I know some people I know somebody that's sold a, uh, an apartment building and put all that money uh, and put that money oh into crypto. Goodness. No. And, and then all of a sudden, less than a month later, crypto went down. I'm oh like, oh my gosh. boy, I yeah. like that's sad. Well, the crypto visionary yeah. <laughs> might become an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it looks like, it looks like they're going to be hanging on to that stock for another 10, 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I remember looking at, we talked about, I looked yeah. at stuff in the metaverse when it was uh, quite exciting. And I was like, God, to, to, you know what my concern was? is that if I bought it, I would just lose it. I would lose the password if yeah. it would be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yes. And that piece of property I bought, would someone else would end up with it. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> That's a great point. And a great show. Rob Golfie and Brian Hogman, thanks for joining us once again. And thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.